Peace. Welcome to another episode of Not So Random, the podcast. Today was an episode that was not planned. I did not plan to do this episode, um, but I watched the entire season of The Bachelor out of curiosity because it's not a show I typically watch, but um, I have seen a few episodes. I watched Rachel Lindsay's season um, of The Bachelorette, but it's not The Bachelor. It's not a show I watch. Um, and at first I was like, no, I don't need an episode about this. Like, this episode wasn't that exciting. Then I saw the final rose and I saw the final episode and it was like, it's bothering me. And then I was going to sit there and I was like, let me see if it bothers me in a few days. And it bothered me. Today is well, it's Thursday, like morning. Um, and it bothered me. So I was like, I'm going to do an episode. Now, originally, I think when I planned this episode, I wanted to have someone else on here who watches The Bachelor to give me more context about the show. But honestly, I did enough research and um, I don't really think this this from what I want to talk about today, I don't think that's necessary. Um, maybe in the future, maybe if I want to cover The Bachelorette, like, I definitely think that I should bring someone who watches The Bachelor in more, but this is an episode that's going to be way more political than it is about pop culture, but pop culture is political, so that's not fair to say, but this episode in particular is going to get super political and probably super radical. You can get radical reacts on this episode. I have a lot of thoughts, a lot of hot takes, a lot of opinions. So for our politics don't align, you may be triggered or you just might be triggered to think about like your own politics and figure out like how to adjust them. Now, I'm not saying my politics are better or right, but I just know mine are farther left than most people's. Um, but there's no way to watch the season and not make it not not be any sort of political or not even feel any political emotions afterwards like there's just no way and honestly I didn't want anybody to come in come in and like feel that I was like just kind of like snapping you know what I mean like this is very much like I'm just talking just to the audience straight up because I think this is that's easier than me just like snapping at the guests or the person I bring on and possibly like us just disagreeing and then I don't know I don't think it's fair when you like black women end up looking like oh like the loud ones and the wrong ones it's like no like I know I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to y'all like this is the top this is a po- um a topic that I know I'm right about now you may disagree but like I know I'm right and I'm pretty sure most black women agree with me now there might be a few things that I say that are nothing to do with politics but like I think I had it on the nose with my with my notes and my topics so that's my little preface you know feel free to click out right now feel free because this is about to go left might be might be a little problematic but not bad problematic just like this these are my left politics these are my politics these are my close friend stories politics basically essentially was what i'm about to say my maybe my twitter politics okay um oh also i know preface that we're, i'm gonna be talking about interracial relationships today and i do not hate interracial relationships i do not at all but i do believe that they're delicate and they're hard to navigate and they take a bit of extra work like i think that especially when it comes to dating someone black it doesn't matter if you're dating someone white but like if you're black dating someone outside your race it's gonna take a little bit more effort and a little bit more work because slavery i know that sounds really like just blatant but like slavery is a really big part of why and i think when you join any culture that you don't know, you, you're you not born into, like, you, you have to learn, you have to be willing to learn, you know? So it's a little extra work. It's not easy. It's not hard. And I think that, at least in today's society, it gets painted as, like, oh, we just love each other. We're all equal. And it's like, yeah, not really. But, like, you need to do more work. Like, you're, you could have black kids. You can have a black daughter, a black son. Like, those mean things. And, like... You might think that like, oh, we just love each other and we can ignore the race thing. But like you're, that affects your child in the long run. And I think Matt James, The Bachelor, is the perfect example of that, of not taking interracial relationships seriously and like kind of where he is now. I think he's an interesting person. I think I know for a fact that we don't understand politics, um, but he's an interesting case study. Um, we will be talking about slavery today. We will. Um, so we're going to get right into it. So, like I was saying a few minutes, seconds ago, interracial relationships are hard. Why are they hard? Like I said, because of slavery. Now, we have to remember when on the plantation, what did interracial relationships look like typically? They were typically forced. I think people try to romanticize them in these movies that like, oh, you know, the slave loved like the uh, the mistress's, the master's daughter or the slave mistress because she was abused by him. But like, that's not what slavery looked like. Slavery, I think... Um, could get like I said romanticized and I think if you remember like it was disgusting a lot of the time mistresses would take advantage and rape um their slaves 
and some, you know, they would make their slaves rape each other. It was disgusting. And, uh, it was sometimes, you know, and then when like, let's say like the master found out, then, you know, now the master would rape like their male slaves and woman slaves to breed babies. And they were seen as not people. So we have to remember that's like the first thing that like a lot of things were, are hyper romanticized and you know like you can act like we're disconnected from that but we're not that trauma is still very much in america the trauma is still much very much in like black america uh black americans dna and that's hard to separate that's hard some people do it it's, it's but it's hard to separate and then you have to remember that like let's say it was romanticized it's, it was still like in a space of like i'm not seen as human and i'm still your property that is not a relationship we talk about thomas jefferson and um th- uh thomas jefferson and um and Sally Hemings, like that was a product of uh, uh, people like, oh, they loved each other. He loved her. No, he was her. She was his slave and he raped her and created a bunch of people and a bunch of um, more slaves to work the property. It was, I don't care how you frame it. It was, it. he owned her. That's, that is not, that is not love. I don't care how many stories you can tell like, oh, you know, maybe she got off a little bit easier. no. When it comes to property, that's just not how that works, right? So I only bring that up to say that, like, we have not erased that trauma. And then let's bring it up a little bit more. We're going to push it up a few more years to Jim Crow and civil rights and how a lot of white women sometimes would, well, white women would, you know, like in the case of Emmett Till specifically, would purposely blame black boys and blame black boys of rape and sexual, even sexual touching or even looking, um, and that would get black men killed. So that's another thing we have to deal with in our, with in America that like, you know, people use their white privilege to get black people killed and lynched and murdered. And then sometimes when you hear, you get the stories of like, oh, white women lying because they wouldn't protect themselves. You know, like they get pregnant by the black man or they have sex with the black man and the dad finds out. And instead of saying, hey, dad, I love this black man, it turns into, oh, I don't want to own up to this because I know my dad's going to be upset at me. So I'd rather him just kill the black guy because I don't see him as a person because I saw him as a fetish. And that's something else we talk about, like, like slavery just tur- instead of dealing with it it just turned into these fetish of like oh i want to know what like that black dick is like like i've i've heard it like and i've heard these conversations like i know i want to know what that big black dick is like that is disgusting that's still dehumanizing it still plays into slavery things we still need to address right and i'm glad to get into the bachelor trust me but i do want to give the preface of like why interracial relationships are so complicated and how we ended up with rachel conconnell winning and then like technically losing the season and then um when it comes to black women because in my experience it's a fetish of like oh like black women i heard y'all are so freaky y'all so exotic a place in sarah bartman um sarah bartman was a, a african who was brought to europe um and she her body was constantly exposed experimented on and you know a lot like fashion things fashion was done after her like the french woman liked how she had a big butt and wide hips and so they're like we're gonna make our corsets and our dresses like that like too many human dehumanizing she was put in at, at parties she was legit like posted up and people would just be able to look at her and touch her again this place into fetishization it is complicated complicated history i can give y'all some readings on it if we're if y'all are really serious about learning about that and that's why i say that if you're going to date interracial like those are things you have to talk about you have to talk about those things because i've heard well spoken to black men who have dated white women who like being fetishized who like being called certain names in the bedroom who like to ignore slavery on purpose in their relationships and some of these men i have dated some of these men i have not some of these men i just like you know maybe had a few conversations with and now i'm just like woo because i know in my day in life that i date black men like i've never really dated so in my race i've tried but let me tell y'all i've been hit with some crazy lines from white men and so that's why so that's a line that is i find really hard to cross quick story when I was like swiping on him sometime last year during the when race was a cultural moment um this white man literally was just like are you a confederate statue because I want to take you down mind you all you could hear about on twitter and see on twitter was like oh confederate statues being taken down that is so wild let me tell you how quickly I had to delete the apps right after that I said you know what a girl's not built for this like I cannot this is this is stressful um so let me get back to what I was saying. So like I was saying, Rachel was a cultural, like 
racism had its moment. Racism was a theme. Black, all of these organizations who knew they were racist and did a bunch of racist stuff were just like, we're going to post our Black Square. We're going to say Black Lives Matter finally. Yeah, since Black Lives Matter has been a thing since 2012, since Trey Martin has died, um, now we're finally going to like stand up in it because now we're just there. And everyone was like, we've always wanted to say something, but we didn't know it was the right time. Mm, that's sketchy. But you know, businesses, profits, you know, they went on playing to the white supremacists because the white supremacy was real bad. It was really high. Um, plus, you were on the pandemic, so people could actually sit down and watch racism, you know, for once, even though, never mind, I don't want to get into that. Um, so ABC's The Bachelor was like, you know what? We can profit off of this. And you know what? We're going to do the right thing finally. People have been asking for diversity. People have been asking for more things. Let's give it to the people. We're going to get a Black Bachelor. And the first thing I said, I was like, why? Why, y'all? We don't need that. Let's be honest, y'all. The Bachelor is a white woman's content, white woman's game. It is made for a white woman. Uh, it sh- shows only white women falling in love with white men. And you get a few people of color every season who always get kicked off. They never make it to the end. And, like, that's it. And I think that's fine. I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think that... I think that's just, like, who the, what the audience is for. Now, yes, I know black people who watch The Bachelor and Bachelorette and stuff. But, like, it is not made for, like, a wide, diverse audience. Because if it was, you'd have different bodies. You'd have different skin tones. You'd have different... Different seasons had different bachelors. Like, that's how you know it's made for a diverse audience. But that's not... It's been around for 25 seasons. It's just not what they've been to do. So now, like, 25 seasons, we're going to have all... We're going to have more women. We're going to have more diverse women. It's just, like, cool but unnecessary, right? And also, when... Anytime they try to bring someone black in, white people always want to get the wise, wise version of that thing. And that sounds really mean, but, like, they want the most palatable person to white audiences. So they weren't going to get someone who really probably really stuck up in their blackness and talked about being black and like was really comfortable with the idea idea of like dating multiple races but also very extremely comfortable and have dated black women and they got Matt James and Matt James is the perfect example of what they would want um of what they would want and so I think that he gave that to them Matt James is a well is biracial um raised by white mom and then he's well his dad's not really in his life um and then he was always around white people and went to wait for his played football and went to the nfl played football and now he does charity i think he does real estate development and he has all white friends the reason why he got picked was because he's friends with tyler who i want to say won the bachelorette or something but essentially he was friends with somebody else somebody else white who got him the connection he was like oh you know this is my boy and apparently um a lot of people who watch The Bachelor, and of course, I'm pretty sure these are white women who are saying this, like, no, there's another, there's a better option for a black bachelor who we all loved and we all liked. And usually people are picked from previous seasons. He was a random choice. And I think that's interesting that they did that. They didn't pick someone who was strong and like, or a very, just like a strong black man, typical black man, right? Um, so I think that's interesting that they made that. And that's why I said, I think that they knew for a fact that they had to pick someone palatable. And I assume that the people who the fans liked were not palatable with like everybody which is weird because if the fans chose them I would assume it's palatable but you know what like I said I don't watch The Bachelor all the time um it's a very few episodes type of thing for me um so I feel like when the first was first announced I was like this is foolishness and black and black twitter and black people were just like this is foolish we don't need this right and um the maps baron came out like i said he's biracial um he was a registered republican apparently and then became an independent i started social medias he does not hang out with black people i saw he the only black people i saw previous to like right after the announcement because right after the announcement, i said let me look at the social media i want to know what type of person this is right because i already have my suspicions because i knew i knew because this is how white people make their money they're not gonna pick someone who black who white america finds intimidating they're just not going to do that they don't make money that way they gotta find someone who's willing to play into the white game and willing to be accepted by white people and not every black person is like that and so you know he only has other white people he only black people he had on social media were his, were his cousins at a wedding and then in the caption he was like i don't really see them i don't really hang out with them i was like dang why would you put that in the caption he's like it's nice to see you after all this year and i'm like that's a weird way to phrase that i'm not exposed on the internet you know look i have family drama but i'm not gonna put like oh i don't I haven't seen this person in a while odd you know but again his business his thing whatever and then he decides um and then oh afterwards 
when it's announced, you can slowly see his social media talk about Black Lives Matter, but he never spoke about it before. And he has pictures going back all the way back to college. I was like, that's interesting. And then, um, you know, he slowly becomes woke. He posts, I think it was just like his, his social work that he works with kids and stuff. So that's cute. And then, so let's get, oh, sorry, real quick. I do want to give credit to Rachel Lindsay though, because Rachel Lindsay, I think is a part of the reason why they finally listened to why the, why we also had diverse seasons so like yes um racism was the moment so i think they grabbed on by rachel Lindsay. apparently when she, after she like became what finished the bachelorette she was like we just need diversity in general i don't think she she clearly approached us like hey y'all need to add more people like this is not cool like we need to do better overall um so you know she's probably thinking of the next season and they were like oh that's cute that's cute we can ignore that we can ignore that um and they just chose white people i remember i know the last Bachelorette season was Taisha, Taisha, Tanisha. People loved her. Another black woman. Um, people loved her season. I guess people really liked her. Um, didn't watch it, but she sounds cool. So let's get to the actual Bachelor season. I find found the season to be incredibly boring, and I say that because I feel like everything is about the drama in the house. And I'm just like, you know what? Like, that's cool every once in a while, but like, let's really talk about the actual like dates because the whole point like we know why we signed up we signed up to watch someone pseudo fall in love and then break up after a a few months or maybe a year or so that's why we're there we're not there to really see like oh Matt or the girls fight but they were really concerned about these girls fighting and stuff it's like I don't got time for all that that's cool but like I don't got time for that right so some of my favorites were like Katie the teeth girl was funny just because she would always talk with her teeth like that like smiling um, Brie was really nice. I liked Michelle. All the girls who were in the final I, finals, I really liked. Chelsea was my favorite black girl. There were some real queens on this season, y'all. Like, real queens. And I just felt like they never had screen time with Matt. When he was talking to the other girls, I was like, why? Why? Why are we focused on the house so much? I do not care about seeing this mansion this much. This The same little square couches. It's just weird. And then, um, Victoria was fun for like an episode or two. And then they got boring because she's just clearly insane it's just like you know how much how much of this can we handle but you know clearly they want to do that but part of the reason why i think they focus on the dramas that just matt is boring like anytime he's on a date he, like woman would be like you know what? i'm really falling for you and he'd be like thank you for sharing my dude what like that's all you can say at least the other bachelors like from what i've seen think upon a show they could be like oh, i really love you too i really am falling for you too you're really something that someone i can see myself with i really relate to you and it felt connection it felt like every girl would have a connection with the former bachelor or bachelorette contestant like they played the game he was so boring he didn't even want to play the game because he, he wasn't even in a part of the show i feel like if you got someone who knew what they're going to knew what the show was to be the bachelor they played the game right that's a part of the fun it's reality television i don't need to be super real i need to be fun i need to be dramatic in the proper ways in the way that the show was set up they weren't giving that and then matt was emotionally immature i think that's another part of it people got bored of hearing him say thank you for that thank you for sharing that with me and then him kissing with his eyes open because all he was good for was taking off his shirt saying thank you thank you for sharing that and then making out with girls with their eyes open so weird so weird and he literally says like you know i um uh i never told someone i really loved them i couldn't commit we didn't for a long time and when she was like what's the next steps i'd be like oh no let's break up what what that's concerning and one of my i was talking to one of my friends and she was saying she's like i don't think i never with anybody because of that like, you know what i think you're right i think you're right like that is insane that's insane um and so also something that's interesting to me throughout the season was like I never he only dated the only one on dates with I want to say everyone who was like light-skinned and white and I was like yo no the black girls get dates like when I say light-skinned I mean a woman the other woman of color and maybe the few biracial girls whatever but like none, none of the dark-skinned girls or brown-skinned girls got dates and that bothered me I was just like yo to me black women in reality love shows like Love Island or any show always get screwed over always because you like uh too hot to handle that the black girls are never shown appreciation love the brown and dark skin girls are just made there to uh look kind of crazy because you know they always give us the angry angle or they make our hair look crazy because no one on those shows can style any type of black hair you cannot tell me like no one can do a weave no one can do a uh, a wig like no um 
So they just make make them there look crazy to look slightly less attractive because people know massage noir and racism is a thing. So producers know they can play that up to make the white girls look really cute. White girls in the little messy bun can look really cute. That's it. They know that for a fact. Y'all can't tell me that's my maybe that's my little conspiracy. But like, if you watch any reality show, like that's like the weaves and the hair be looking crazy, and it bothers me. It bothers me because I know for a fact that like the weave game and the wig game is hard. But once you master it, it's good. And these women are older. There's no reason why they shouldn't have mastered that. So I definitely think it's a producer thing or maybe the trust release can't do their wigs. Or they're picking women who they know can't do wigs and it's just not looking good for the rest of us. I don't know. It's one of, it's one of those I know for sure though. And then, um, where was I? Oh yeah, so none of the black girls were getting dates. And that was like, not even one. Y'all can't even try to pander. You can't even give us the we of a black bachelor. You can't even give us a pandering date, a race date, a black, black love date. Come on now. Like we would have ate that up. And that's why I'm not, these gotta be all white producers because the black producers have been like, you know, we need to play this up. We got a black bachelor. We need to play this up. And they didn't do that. Lazy. That is so lazy to me. <sighs> also, oh, I'm about to get into the final few episodes, but I do want to remind us y'all that Matt decided to say in his first, before the girls even pulled up, he was like, I don't want to feel the, I feel so much pressure to pick a black girl because I'm black. Right there in the first five minutes before, well, first five seconds after it was announced, I was like, he's not picking a black girl. And then he confirmed it for himself to be like, oh, like, uh, I feel pressure because I'm black. I have never heard a black man who dates black women ever say that nonsense. That is some bullshit. That is bullshit. Because everyone, no one is anti-black love. No one is anti that. What? Who put this pressure on you? This is invisible pressure. This is pressure that you, you just know that you don't like black, date black women. And you had to express it in some way that sounded nice. But it sounded dumb and it sounded like stupid. And like I said again, black women, to me, on these shows, are never out loved out loud enough. Rachel Lindsay was a really solid example because she, because people like cared about her and they loved her. And I want to acknowledge, so, 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 oh, real quick though. Sorry, back to my point about Matt Jane. So that's how he opened his seasons. I was like, that's, that's really interesting, right? Because as someone who went to PWI and went to an all white high, very white high school, the only black girl in my class for a few years, um, I've been in those spaces where like I haven't gotten shows. Like I thought maybe the white boys are cute. I thought, I definitely thought the black guys were cute. And I went to all girls school. So that, of course, you know, my guy interaction was only when I saw like different guys who we went to high schools or basketball games or something with, with my group of friends and stuff at the time. Um, I remember it's the whole thing where like your white friends are like, oh, he's black or hell, you're black. Like he should be cute. And he was cute. So I was really ready to take like, you know, the, oh, let's be the little black couple in the, in the white, very white like a mixed friend group but the black guys were never checking for me never right and I say that story because Rachel Lindsay on her season remember watching this episode I remember watching this conversation she was talking to the black guy right and she's from Dallas she's from a very white area similar background where she's been in these super white spaces but also would love wanted to date black men and you know and switch and date multiple people but she was specifically interested in black men like black women want to date black men like that's what we've been taught. Most of us are very comfortable with that, right? And so he literally says, yeah, you know, like I was in those settings too and there were only black women, there were only white women around. So that's the only option I had to date. Like he, he tried to frame it like I was forced to date white women. I never actually wanted to. And Rachel Louie looked at him like, um, sir, that is not true. Because we all know for a fact that there are always the black girls there who are invisible. And then they're also, and then... We have the experience of having those types, those black men tell to our faces that, oh, I don't date black women because they're loud. And I, it's not a made up story. I straight up had in my freshman year of college, my freshman year of high school, I'm, I was, went to boarding school. So I had like a, a day where we had to go, where we had like a movie night, all right, at like my roommate's house. And, uh, this is my freshman year. So like she lived a few minutes away from campus. And so she had like a, her brother, her older brother had like a black friend or whatever. And he, I guess, was a doctor or something. And he was just like, yeah, like with no context. Because it was not like I was checking him out. It wasn't like I was smiling at him or asking him like, are you single? No, I was 13 and shy. Raquel was not giving that energy or vibes at all. Raquel was trying to watch the movie and drink a piece of popcorn. And he straight up just says, yeah, I don't date black women because they're loud, ratchet, and ghetto. And I just, I just don't get it. And I was quiet back then. Way quieter than I am now. Like actually quiet. Like imagine Raquel now. And you imagine that actual quiet Raquel, actual quiet Raquel was a thing. And he goes, and he just says that. And I was just like, I don't 
think I said a word to this man. I don't know what, 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 what is this? So it was my first, and mind you, before then I went to black school. So like, I actually knew black girls who actually were really loud, right? And so I'm not saying that black girls can't be loud or there aren't ratchet people. And, but we know for a fact that white women can also be loud. So like, that's a huge stereotype. But my point is, is that I was like, this was uncalled for. I'm just being attacked just for breathing in the room. Like, and that was, and that's like that pain that you just have to deal with as a black girl. Like, Cause now you, cause what happens is you get told that enough, you see that enough in your schools and stuff. You're just like, am I pretty? Like there's just so much trauma that goes with that, that I think that black men forget about and white women can forget about. No one relates to that pain since other black girls. And, and, uh, I can't even say it's a brown skin, dark girl, dark skin or brown girl girl thing, because even light skin girls and uh, biracial girls, like biracial black girls, they also face that. But that's something that we have to deal with. And so like when Matt said that, it triggered me. Like it, it triggered 13 year old Raquel hearing that. Cause I'm just like, damn, this is another black man who does not love black women out loud and is trying to like sugarcoat this as like, I love everybody, you know, like black woman also would love to love everybody but it's really hard and specifically because of our politics it's also because of how we look at it in society you know y'all heard of the study where a black woman and like asian men get swiped on the leaves on dating apps like that's real and that plays into like who you date and like who you have access to you know white women have so much access and that's why i want to talk about rachel next she has access to people and that's why i was that's why america was pissed that's why i was pissed personally so um you know in the last few episodes Matt decides his English immaturity is really coming out. He talks to his mom. His mom convinces him after one conversation. It's just like, you don't need to get married. Your father screwed me over. And I'm like, whoo, there is some trauma there. Can't like, I understand the parent trauma being affected, but you should have gone to therapy before you did that. You should have gone to therapy before you came on the show talking about knowing that these women were going to expect engagements. You should have done that. That is not fair to the woman. That's not fair to the fans. That's just, mm, not fair to yourself. Like, odd, 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 you know? And so the mom was giving me, and the mom's a Trump supporter, so definitely a racist thing. Raising black sons. And that's a thing. You can be racist and raising black sons. I don't care. Y'all can argue amongst yourselves about that one. Don't argue with me. And I'm like, hmm. It was interesting to me that she looked her black sons in the face and was just like, you're a black dad left me. Playing to those stereotypes, it's just like, you're raising a black son. You're a black son, whether you like it or not, looks like you're a black, looks like you're a black baby daddy. You're a black ex-husband, ex-fiance, whatever it was, he couldn't commit to you. That is complicated, my friend. I have more to say, but I don't, I think that's a little too problematic for me. Anyway, um... So to me, it was weird that Rachel ended up being chosen over Michelle. I think Michelle really loved him, but I think he really loved Brie. Um, uh, no, not Brie. He loved the other girl. Wow. Her name really just escaped me. And then when she dipped, she was just like, you know, I'm not really here for this. You know what I mean? Like, and so I think after that, I think it really threw him through a wrench or whatever. But then I think he tried like with the other girls and the fancy sweet thing and, you know, like, you know, stuff went down. But like, mm. I'm still confused how Rachel came out of this, the winner. You know what I mean? It's confusing to me and my homegirls, but whatever, you know? And so Rachel ends up winning and he tells her at the end, you know, like, hey, I can't give this ring to you but I see you forever I see you possibly raising my kids they just propose you know what I mean but like hmm whatever so let's go back to mid-season right let's go back to mid-season before we get to after the final rose discussion let's get back to mid-season while we're sitting here watching the foolishness on the screen play out and watching you know matt and him and his trauma and stuff and the colorism and the black girls not getting days and him just being boring and him doing the little like tiktok dances and stuff twitter is tiktok is blowing up the people's spots tiktok is specifically blaming up rachel krakow's spot I was, and I'd be on TikTok all the time, y'all. TikTok is an entertaining app. I can be on that app for three hours a day. I just be scrolling in my bath to work. Scroll, 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 scroll. It's an entertaining app, y'all. And there was this girl, and uh, she literally was just like, Rachel, you used to make fun of me for making, liking black guys in school. Ooh, look, that's interesting. And this is before Rachel was a top contender. So this is pretty easy in this early in the show. I was like, ooh, that's interesting. But, and you know, you, you're just like, okay, that's odd. And I'm, I definitely believe the girl. 
but is that enough for me to like tell to say that like, you need to come to the show not really not yet and the show's already been pre-filmed so there's not much you can do about that right so just gotta watch the show play out and then there's other people being like yeah you used to make fun of me you used to say some real racial stuff and you're like oh oh there's some stuff here there's some real stuff here that's interesting that is very interesting, Rachel, right? So you're seeing all these things come out, and then it gets to Twitter, and then TikTok is really blowing up, and then you see the her at Georgia State with her slave mistress get up on at a sorority uh party. And I'm like, ooh, ain't blackface? I'm like, ooh, girl. Slave mistress? Slave mistress? Taking pictures of people in blackface? You remember saying how slavery is everywhere in our culture, and slavery always pops up because we haven't dealt with the shit? Yeah, yeah. Rachel definitely, Rachel definitely proved my point, like, immediately. And I know people hate it when people, when, uh, people talk about slavery, but it is everywhere. And you can't avoid it, you know? Uh, and so, just a slave mistress, I'm like, that's, to me, that is racist. That's something a racist will do. If you're going to participate in an event when you're 21, right, you're not in high school, you are 21, you are grown, you, you learn about slavery in middle school you learn about slavery again in high school even though American system uh, education system is crappy you do learn about slavery you do learn that it's about racism and racism and that it's uh that there are masters on plantations whipping slaves and raping slaves now to the extent i don't know but you learn about the basics i don't care you learn about the basics right so you know that slavery is wild right and you know that the same trees on your plantation little sorority house is the trees where black people were hung she acted like she 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 didn't care though because specifically she's like oh i didn't really think about it i didn't really worry about the pictures girl what what so that comes out right and everyone's just like girls like yanni say something so that bat so you get the bachelorettes from the bachelorettes from the season the girls saying like hey you know we denounced this this is wild this is real racist we all knew her like this is crazy to come out you get the bachelorettes from other seasons saying something it's being like you know the show to do something y'all need to say something like speak up like this isn't cool and then you get rachel's like apology being like i take i take full responsibility for what i've said blah 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 and then like people on her twitter her instagram comments and just being like you really need to forgive her like she didn't mean it and i'm like i'm so tired of y'all and people why people get away with shit let them sit in that bullshit for a second. No, if I say something really crazy, I gotta sit in that bullshit for a second. When I mean to someone, I gotta sit in that bullshit for a second. But racism is something that white people always love to excuse for people. Anyway, and let me tell let me tell you the truth. I've been looking at people's comments and I know some people in the comments and I'm like, oh y'all people people of color, not black people, people of color. There's a difference. Like I said, anti-blackness is everywhere. Anti-blackness is everywhere because to free them for me, if you could sit there and like and, and comment like, oh, I forgive you, that tells me you got some anti-blackness going in on you. Straight up. You need to go figure that out in therapy. You may not like how that sounds, but you got to go figure that out. I'm not going to help you figure that out, though. I'm not the one. And then Chris Harrison decides um, to get on TV and it's just like, oh... That looked bad in twenty. Uh, th- that looked bad in twenty twenty one, but in twenty eighteen, that looked different. Let me play the clip for y'all, cause I feel like y'all been hearing me enough, and I feel like y'all think I'm bullshitting. Let me play the clip. Eighteen at an old South antebellum party. So I think, you know, when you when you, it's, it's when you not, hold that under the lens, look. it's not a good look. No, it's not a good. Well, Rachel, is it a good look in twenty eighteen, or is it not a good look in twenty twenty one? It's because not it's a, a big good difference. look ever because she's celebrating well, the old South. She's cel- if I went to that party, what would I represent I, at that party? I don't, I don't disagree with you. You're, you're hundred percent right in 2021. That was not the case in 2018. Again, I'm not defending Rachel. I just know that, I don't know, 50 million people did that in 2018 between, you know, it's like there were, that was a type of party that a lot of people went to and again i'm not defending it i didn't go to it we are not looking under the same lens and that is again the grace and the compassion and i mean i grew up in texas in the 70s i mean sure there were there were games we played on the school ground that are not okay today yeah we weren't woke in 1970 um and and but we are learning and i hope people have the understanding of okay now you look at it through a different lens. You're like, okay, it's not just a pretty house. So where do we weigh this in history? And is it do we erase our history or do we learn from it and try and take it from there? Again, I don't know where it lies. I don't know where the truth lies. I'm not, you know, running for king of the United States of America to force my decree on everybody. But there's a lot of people that are, and I, I don't know. And it hopefully it takes conversations like you and I will have. But people will watch this 
and depending on how it's edited and how it's cut, are going to have a serious opinion on, on how I'm speaking. And, yeah. and of course, it, it's if that was a little choppy or whatever but you get the point yeah chris harrison went off the ledge and was just like <laughs> 50 million people did that in 2018 i was like what do i people be on that's my question I'm like yo like 50 million people put, give me the list chris because clearly you know something well i didn't know clearly you know someone if you say 50 million people 50 11 people come on now come on now you got and then and then first of all you're also yelling at black woman about like doesn't look bad in 20, 2021 also, I want to make a comment on the woke police comment because people scream cancel culture and woke and they don't know where it comes from. They just don't know. And this is the problem, my, my problem with celebrities like making commentary on things where they don't understand. I'm very much in the sense of like, you know, Dave Chappelle's that famous joke of like, the 9-11 Ja Rule joke. And it's just like, let's get Ja Rule in front of Ja Rule think. And I think celebrities... I think even Dave Chappelle made the mistake of becoming that per that th thing where we call celebrities and ask for their opinions. Stupid, stupid. Because there are people with real do doctorates and real degrees, and have really studied this and done the work and done the reading. The Bell Hooks of the world, the Angela Davis of the world. Yes, they have a little celebrity to them, but they are still very much scholars and still very much people who are doing the groundwork and whatnot. The even the no names of the world, you know, who truly understand these topics really well, and those people should be calling in times like these. You do not call celebrities. They are dumb, and stupid. Um, um, that's mean, but like really, like celebrities act like they have the answers, like they do the reading and they don't. They make jokes or they do whatever they get paid for and that's it. And I'm not in that camp of like we need to be asking them for advice. No, I don't want your business advice. I don't want anything advice from you because you cannot relate to me and you're not, you live a different, different life. You cannot relate, right? And so let me get back to the, to, and woke was something, first of all, like people weren't working in the 70s. Yes, yes, the hell they were. What do you think uh, my ancestors were doing? What do you think um, my parents were doing in college when they were protesting? What do you think um, people like like the civil rights movement, well, a little bit after the civil rights movement, at least in the 70s, like the 60s, people were woke. People had the knowledge. You had a choice to ignore because you were white. You can you chose to ignore it and you chose to play ignorance. And the common theme this entire season is like the ignorance will catch up with you. You're going to look stupid. And Chris Harrison, that's why you don't got no job right now. That's why your job was in the rocks. Now, he very much may come back, but that's why your dad was on the rocks right now, because people were like, yo, you sound crazy, my dude. You sound crazy. Also, wokeness and even cancel, being canceled. You know, people love, like, somebody's like, oh, cancel culture. No, it's accountability. And cancel culture is always, and Twitter explained, when it cancels first coming around the Twitter sphere thing, it was truly for the individuals. Like, you're canceled means, for me, I'm not supporting you no more. Now, people took that to be like, you can't cancel, like, oh, you can't cancel, that's mean. It's not even mean. It's like we actually cannot cancel someone with money. When you have the money, like, to evade um, what the regular person can do, you can't be canceled. A regular person can be canceled. I actually can't be canceled. Like, I can be fired from my job. I can lose a bunch of things because of things I say and do, right? Like, and, like, that affects my actual livelihood. You know, like, I could end up homeless. I don't know. Like, regular people can be canceled. If you make under $500,000 or $300,000, like, you could be canceled the rich and famous they cannot so to me that's why i'm just like y'all don't read and y'all need to mind your business and stay off the scholars and stay off like scholar and like stay at the stay of the people's business stay of the people's business so you're just not part of that right i understand that being held accountable is not being canceled now interchangeably even people since it canceled the like, people usually just mean like hey we need you to really like be held accountable and yes i actually people who sh actually should be canceled like completely canceled like should not should have their money like laws like the bill cosby's and the uh, uh um <sighs> like the wine scenes of the world canceled like you should not be making money you should not get any more support you know what i mean like yeah people who are actually with r kelly's like canceled yes like i don't want to see them on the face i want them buried under the jail i'm still working on my like politics when it comes to um, do i believe in jail because um you know they're don't really helpful but when i see people like r kelly i'm like you need to be in jail jail i want you under the jail i don't want you to ever see daylight again ever I wanted to destroy your mind. I wanted to do all the bad things it's supposed to do to people like you because I think you're evil. That's just me. But anyway, that's why you don't got no job. Because Chris Harrison's like to yell at a black woman on the internet and be stupid and then out here, out here, you know, caping for a racist. Looking stupid, stupid, stupid. <sighs> so anyway, after all that fiasco, who they bring in? They bring in the black man to fix it. Now, after the final rose, um, Emmanuel Acho. I'm not a fan of him. I'm not gonna lie, y'all. I've I I've had beef with what he does since like day one. 
um, of like him being introduced. Now, Emmanuel Acho is a former NFL player. He's a good looking tall black man. Um, not gonna lie about that. Apparently he used to date Yvonne Orji from Insecure. I was like, okay, he's cute. He has a little something about black love. I think if they're both Nigerian, it's a little Nigerian love. That's cute. That's real cute. Um, but like I said, his politics are not lying to me. He owns, he has the show on YouTube, like, um, what's this called? Uh, Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. And Oprah, like, loves it. So Oprah decided to, like, write a book with him or whatever. Um, and that's cute. Love Oprah. Don't love him so much, but love Oprah. And uh, essentially what he does to me is he just, like, sugarcoats racism for white people. He just allows white people to sound stupid. And then, like, he's like, it's okay, white people. You can sound stupid next to me because I, the black man, am going to tell you that it's okay to sound stupid and we have to have these conversations. And yeah, like, if you have, like, my thing is, like, if you have black friends that you're comfortable around and you're white, like, you should be able to ask them and your black friends are going to be cool with that. But, like, if they're not, like, be okay with that. Like, truly be okay with that. And maybe just really expose yourself to something else and, you know, like, don't use your black friends as, like, because that's emotionally draining, to be honest. To sit there... I just want to that's that's emotionally draining because I have to sit there and think about my trauma. Girl, I'm trying to get drinks. I ain't trying to explain trauma to you. And, you know, but if he wants to take that on, cool. Good for him. But to me, he still does it in a wired down way. He doesn't really give full answers. And I think that, like, I get annoyed when he spoke to. And so it's interesting because he and Rachel, Quick, Rachel, Lindsay have had a previous, um, a previous uh interaction on his show we spoke about interracial relationships and i said let me turn this on because i was supposed to be some foolishness just because of his politics align and our, like i said our politics do not align correctly and essentially it was these two like couples rachel Lindsay and her man and then um this uh athletic couple it's like she plays she skis and he's like a hockey player he's a black hockey player um and they basically talking with their relationships and it was interesting you know what y'all let me play another clip, y'all, because I just don't think there's a way for me to describe this without sounding real crazy, without sounding real, real crazy. We can get to the clip, y'all. Pierced my heart. She said, can you help me? What can I do as a white woman to be more accepted by black women? What would you say? I don't know the answer to that. I, I feel like, you know, PK's family and um, his friends, his family's friends, everyone has been so accepting of me. And... I just try to be kind to every person that I meet and even if they hate me because I'm with a strong black man, I'm still the same person. I know that I'm a good person. I know that- It doesn't you know, make you sad. It does make me sad because it actually, not sad, it makes me feel extremely guilty. Why? Because I am taking a strong black man away from them. And, but I love him, and I, I mean, I shouldn't be penalized for that, I don't think, but there is the reality that that is true. What then would you say, Rachel, because you are the black woman? What can a white woman do to be more accepted by black women if the only reason she's not accepted is because she's with a black man? There's nothing you could do. And, I, and, I, and I, what you said, like, hit me when you said you feel guilty. And you shouldn't feel guilty for loving who you love. That's their problem. There's nothing that you can do to change that. And and to be honest, I used to be that black woman. I, and I, I, I feel bad saying that out loud. And now being in my own interracial relationship, I was 100% ignorant. I would look and I would see a white woman with a black man and I would, and I would automatically assume certain things. And that's because I was so close-minded. It's, it's a heart issue. And... And, and I say that because I used to be that person. And I'm so glad I'm not that person anymore. And if I go back to when I was in that place, there was nothing that, that you could do other than leave him to make me change my mind, which isn't fair. Now, for my purposes, is that, do you feel like that applies to me as well as far oh. as a black man looking at me? Yeah. I remember the first time I dated outside my race. It wasn't serious. It was before the Bachelorette. And I remember I felt every black man was looking at me like oh there she goes we lost another one it was my first date and i just remember wanting to wear a t-shirt that said i swear this is my first time why should i have to think like that i actually had there was a, a friend of mine um and he actually later apologized for it but he actually when i was with Lindsay, uh i don't even know if i told you no this. you didn't know um, when he broke me down about like dude you need to be with like a sister like you need to and I think he had a couple drinks, but I, I never stopped him or put him in his place. I just let him speak. I just let him speak because I said, you know, th this is a lack of education. 
And we also have to be aware of what hate is and what a lack of intelligence is. When I was in college as a college athlete, if there was ever a black man dating a, a, white, a white girl, a white woman, it would be said, oh, you're with the master's daughter. Like, oh, you're, you're with like the slave master's yes. daughter. Kind of as if that was the black man's way to whip the master back, right? Like yeah. the white man is, is, is a king in his, in his palace and you can't as a black man do anything to touch the white man in society, but you can do something to, to, to lie with, to be with the princess. Don't you think that, and what would you say to the black people who have that ideology of kind of like, you're, with, you're, you're still with the traitor, you're with an enemy? Well, I would say that those people are searching for something and I found it and it's happiness. I don't have to define what makes me happy to anybody, no one. I don't have to define it to my parents. Okay, so now that Evelyn is out the way, sorry, I just feel like we had to get the clip because I wanted you guys to hear it. So you met, first of all, the sappy music in the background gets on my nerves. Girl, we're talking about racism. We are not talking about... Uh, cooking a recipe for tasty um there's no need for this loud ass like weird background music and the part that really i've watched the entire thing if you're really curious to be honest but i personally did not like how he like kind of was like rachel i want you to answer for all the black women in america and tell me why you guys are angry girl slavery yeah answer your own question a few minutes later slavery and also just like like we said earlier black women have this trauma so like i'm not saying it's okay to be mean to people in racial relationships i'm not saying that at all but like if you get a weird look remember slavery is a thing and that's the part it's like you cannot date people outside your race and not expect people to just to react and white and black people like and i think that's something like you feel like you're entitled to something it's just like uh, we're all dealing we haven't dealt with the trauma of slavery some of us have some of us have not and so i don't think it's fair to be like they're just jealous no they're questioning have you gone over slavery like what's going on over there like is this a fetish like there are so many things to question because we've seen so many stories historically we've seen so many things for us to question it and so yeah you know you think people come with jealousy people might just have more it might be more questions than anything so that's why i got problems with the manual just strictly because of that episode many other episodes the episode with cops i didn't like episode with like family i didn't like i was like mm, this man in politics no 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 and to me i'm like you just got the show because you're a good looking black man who decided that i want to talk to her about racism for two seconds and white people ate that shit up. They were like, ooh, a black person who does not, who looks good, who does not even feel about being a racist, who can correct this. So he ends up, he ends up hosting the final rose, right? And then um, he in his tight ass suits. And so first thing person he talks to is, Mich is Michelle, who I personally really like the favorite. And she ends up being the bachelorette in the next season, uh, next second to next season or whatever. And so I personally really like Michelle and he's talking to Michelle and she's just like, I know I got left basically. Like he just broke up with me and I was really hurt or whatever. And, and then she's like, I will, I asked to speak to him and, um, oh, then I think she asked him about like Rachel and she's just like, it's complicated or whatever. And then also like, she, I guess he, uh, she asked, um, Matt, oh, you know, after you broke up with her, cause he left her crying in the room. That, that looked hard. That was sad. I was like, dang, you just left her crying, but you never saw breakups be like, and she's like, I just wanted closure. I just wanted something. And honestly, I don't blame Matt for not saying anything. Cause like closure is a myth. And like, there was nothing he was going to say, you know what I mean? Like, she's so just like, if he could just see me, I feel like in her head, she's like, if he could just see me, he would know that we loved and he would change his mind. Girl, no, he was not. He was not going to do that. So, you know, you got to let that, you got to let that go. You're going to dust your shoulder off, cry, get some liquor and dust your shoulders off. You know what I mean? So to me, I was just like, I did not blame that for that. And then the next person they brought was Rachel and Brie got cut. I was like, yo, where's Brie? I was like, where's the Brie footage, right? right? Like that was weird to me because Brie seemed like a top contender and she got cut off. Whatever. I guess they were focused more on the racism because that was where the money was. You know what I mean? And to be fair, Emmanuel asked some fair questions, but then he was also a little too nice. And I didn't like that. I didn't like that because I'm nitpicky when it comes to racism. And to me, something like this should have been handled by Rachel Lindsay and like, and uh, someone, honestly, a black woman. I think that like, it's really easy for people to play into white women's tears and play the sympathy to white women. And black women who spawn strong politics, they don't play into that. And that's why I'm like, this needs to be really handled by someone with like really strong politics. But that's just my opinion. Um, yeah, so Rachel comes out and he asks her like, girl, like you knew these pictures existed. Like, did you, were you worried? And she's like, no. I didn't really think about it. That's part of my ignorance. She's like, I've listening to podcasts and reading books. Girl, and she's like, I can name them. Well, then name them, girl. 
she did not name them of course she did not because i don't know she's really been reading the politics and then she's uh and she's just like i understood i understood why he broke up with me and i'm just like did you really understand though because at first she's like i didn't understand why people were mad so you didn't understand why you were being broken up with you probably still don't because you read the podcast and maybe a twitter post Girl, get out. Like, it's just not enough. Like, you cannot tell me you fix your racist tendencies and your slave mistress-like fantasies within a month, maybe, uh, because of Twitter. You just can't. It's literally impossible. Like, no. Like, my personal politics from, like, since I was, like, younger have changed and they took years to fix. They don't take a month. No. It's at least going to take an entire semester of college. That's usually when you can change some politics up for a for real. That's because that's when you start understanding concepts. You have to write papers about them. But you're also really enthralled in the work. You're not just listening to the podcast. You have to write about it. You have to really study it. You have to really get the insights out. So you have to do research on your own. You have to do things. So that's how, that's how I can, maybe a semester of college, give me three to four months. And then maybe we can talk about, have you really changed your politics? I'm still skeptical because you're still not fully enthralled and you haven't even built on your old politics. So it's complicated, right? And the part that made me really annoyed with Emmanuel because it was just like, I don't, I don't want to call you a racist. I disagree. I'm very comfortable calling her a white supremacist and a racist because that's super racist slavery. It's not like you just said, said like something a little mean. No, that was extremely racist. And I feel like we have to recognize and white people have to recognize especially that like when you do something racist, you're considered a racist. And most white people are racist just inherently. It's not your fault. Like, and it's not like a bad thing, but just recognize that like you got some real racist shit going on and tendencies and like, mm. and that doesn't mean you can't be friends with black people. It doesn't mean a lot of things, but like now levels to it, like, I'm not saying you're walking in racism every day. I'm not saying you breathe, you're a racist. I'm saying that, like, inherently, because of America, there are some things you're going to do that are racist. So you are a racist. The same way that, like, I can be, like, as someone straight, I can always, I'm probably going to always be, like, slightly, like, homophobic and transphobic. Just because inherently, like, I am not a part of this community, so, like, I'm going to mess up. Which means it's something that's always going to be there. Now, levels to it, you know what I mean? Like, so... There, there are things we all have to work on and I can always improve and be better. So I'm not saying I'm perfect or anyone's perfect, but I'm saying that these are things that like, when you're not a part of a group, you're, it's, it's, and because of racism, because of slavery, and because of the way this country is set up and because of the way we teach in this country, you are going to struggle to be like the perfect example. And like I said, and so what you need to be working on is being an anti-racist. You can be a racist and still kind of be an anti-racist. Like, you know what I mean? I don't consider myself homophobic, but I guarantee you if I get in a conversation and it says something wild, like, they'd be like, that's homophobic, you're homophobic. And I have to accept that. I have to sit in that and learn from that. Am I understanding? I feel, you know what I mean? Like, you, 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 so I was pissed. And he's like, I'm not going to call you a racist. I feel like labels are mean. Because then, then, then people love bringing up the word cancel culture. I'm like, stop this. Stop this stop it it's it's fruit it's disrespectful like i'm not gonna cancel you girl well i am your white supremacist like you need to be stopped you need to be sat you need to be sat down focus on why you're a racist and why you did this and move on so now let's get on to like the conversation face to face because that was part to me was really wild it was really it was interesting because i was just like yo like i don't know if i've met really deserved to sit there and like face that woman that's a lot but then also I'm looking at Matt Crazy too because I'm like, you chose a white supremacist. You chose it because you, the first thing you said was out your mouth was like, I don't want to choose a black woman. And now I'm like, now you got a white supremacist. Now, now you look stupid. You look stupid AF. You look stupid, right? So he decides to like sit there and cry in front of America. And it's just like, oh, in silence. Like, I, I, you know, I don't know what to do. It's complicated. And then he treats, she tries to touch him and it's just, it's just silence. It's just weird. And Hogram's like, yo, what is this? But to me, I just feel like they were both hand-holding her. I didn't like that. Maybe we'll sit in their shit. Because honestly, when I was a black woman, when I mess up, I have to sit in my shit and it's open. Like, I have to sit in my shit openly. So like, I don't understand why a white woman and her t- little tears and stuff is getting away with it. I know why, because white woman's, fragi- white woman's fragi- fragility is taken seriously, but black women's aren't. But, th- but that's annoying. And then this man has the nerve that has the nerve to get on Michael Strahan the next morning, right? And be like, in his interview, and just be like, you know, I just didn't think to talk about racism, about racism with the white contestants. So this is, this is the last thing I want to break down for y'all because this is the part that really also had me effed up and really confused. Because he said, when I spoke to the woman of color and the black woman, I always talk about race on the dates. 
or on the one-on-ones, whatever you want to call them, like, oh, excuse me, can I have a moment? Can I have a moment then? On those moments, I always talk about race. And to me, honestly, that's natural. I feel like as a black woman, I always talk about race in my with my black partners. Um, if you're my friend, I talk to you about my race, like, no matter what your color. So I think it's very normal to talk about that. But then for some reason, you did not do that with the white woman because, and, but then he had the nerve to say, I thought whoever I chose would naturally know what it's like to, to, to feel sympathy or know what it's like for me to be a black man. How were they going to know if you never bring it up? That is weird. And you know what? I think that comes from his white mama. And you know what? Like I said, I don't know if his white mama really understands everything, but that's a different conversation. But I think that's weird that I think that he he just honestly just had the black girls doing all the work, the emotional labor of talking about race, and you're not making the white woman talk about that. So to me, that's just like you didn't want to talk about race. You don't talk about race. He never talked about it in his, in his previous life, pre-TV, pre-Bachelor, and now he's just like, oh, well, I don't talk about the white woman now. You wanted them to birth your kids. You were talking about, I see a future with you. I want you to have kids with you. But you don't talk about race with them. And you're sitting here as a black man, like, it's really important to me. It's clearly not important to you, to be honest. It's not important. If it was important, you'd bring it up. Me as a black woman, I have black partners. And I still talk about race. I still talk about being a black woman. So you can best believe that if I date anyone else on my race ever, that we're talking about that. It's not an excuse. In fact, we're going to talk about race more. Because to be honest, black men, we don't have to talk about race that much. It's going to be there. It's always going to be there. But we don't have to talk about it because we are both looking. So when you have someone else outside of your race, you're going to talk about it even more. Because now for me, I have to, you have to understand me being a black woman, a woman, being black. Like There's so many things that can go there. So many things I had to talk to a white partner about. Like, it's complicated stuff, man. And I'm not even, and I also don't think that like, the way I feel like they're trying to make it seem like, oh, we want you to forgive him on TV or whatever. But to be honest, like I don't think Matt deserves that like amount. I don't think he should have to. He's not required to spend a relationship or even a lifetime educating his white partners. You know what I mean? So like, if you're gonna like be out here chasing like men outside of your uh like men, black men or any someone else of your race, you have to really be sitting there willing to learn the culture first. Like, it's giving weird fetish vibes when you just pick up someone because of their race and then you're just like, oh, well. I don't want to learn about being, learning about being black. And you know what's crazy? Like, I have, I have interracial relationships in my family. And, like, there are some people who straight up, you're just like, seems like a little bit of a fetish. But you know what? You don't tell your relatives that. But you just sit there and you're just like, you just watch it. Watch it play out. And, you, you know. I don't want no relationship to end. I don't. But, like, when things go left, you're just like, I wonder why. Because I started on some real shaky things. So my point is, if it, any relationship, it has to have a strong foundation. And relationships, relationships have to have a real strong real strong foundation. And that strong foundation, we're going to have to talk about slavery. Last thing I will also want to say about this episode. Um, apparently, Rachel and Michelle had a face-to-face or whatever. Like a, like a one-on-one. And where Michelle forgives Rachel. I'm just like, I'm so glad they didn't show that. People were like, they should have showed that to really... And, Emmanuel Archer's on TV like I really wish we had seen that because I feel like it would have really been a healing moment for everyone no it would not have been it would have been a healing moment for white people it was not a healing moment for anybody else it was not because no one else needs to sit there and watch a white woman be forgiven for some foolishness she does not need to be forgiven not 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 right now nope nope she needs to do some real work she's doing some real work and I do not think it's fair that you put the burn on another black woman to be like I forgive you because let me tell you let me tell you that I'd be in Michelle I'd be like bitch get out my face I don't care how nice you were to me in the house I do not care all that is erased you out here celebrating slavery come on now come on people want to put like oh that's a one-time thing no because you know what you took the pictures you post the pictures you talked about the party you you found the dresses for the party and that she probably went to another party and she went to another party and what with, with the blackface thing come on and then you have a history doing in high school where you're talking to people like i'm making fun of you for making of liking black men there's a lot of history that's not a one-time thing people want to make some of these are one-time incidents they are not it's impossible for them to be like it's 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 insane like when someone says something homophobic out loud publicly, right? You know for a fact that more likely they have been homophobic previously when you haven't seen it. So now you know you're like you. This is a habit because you wouldn't say it out loud if you weren't comfortable saying it, right? You wouldn't have gone to that part if you weren't comfortable. It is a habit. It's a part of who you are, and now it's gonna take time to fix. So I do think it's totally fucked up that they were like Michelle, Rachel, 
I'm gonna put you in a little room with Emmanuel. And Emmanuel, you want you to ask leading questions for Rachel to be forgiven, and Emmanuel you need to ask Michelle questions for you to forgive her. That is so mean. So mean. But you know what? The people on the shows, they know how to play into the games and stuff. I cannot. Let me tell you how Raquel would have been snapping. Because I don't do well with that. <sighs> I think these are all my thoughts, y'all. Clearly, I had a lot. I had over an hour worth their thoughts. Um, and you got some clips in there, too. Because, you know, just so y'all know, I wasn't talking this crazy out of, out of my ass. You know what I mean? Like, your girl came with the facts this time. Your girl came with, like, the historical facts. So just appreciate me for that moment, you know? That's that's impressive you know um and your girl if anything she knows a lot about black women and she knows a lot about slavery and that's what we studied in college so uh thank you guys for listening thank you for tuning in um the bachelor y'all let's leave it to white people and if we're gonna have black people let's make it actually diverse let's actually do some real digging the bachelor needs to look into their history too they really need to look into that like they got some issues going on they had issues before well even all white people so like let's fix these two let's fix the woman let's get some let's get some curvy girls up here i'm not saying everyone you know gotta have gotta love the plus size mommies but like can we get someone above a size four come on now give me some size eight some t- size ten something you know what i mean i'm not saying this gotta be the bbw bachelorette but like give me something come on now and you know if you're not gonna give me something at least change the skin tones Give me like different locations. I just better music, better dates. Like some of these dates were corny, y'all. I just asked for better. I always want to update it. Give me a tweet, a tweet competition, a meme date, something fun. That's just me though, y'all. That's just me. But um, a, a, a playlist date. Anyway, I'm just throwing out ideas for now. Bat- call the bachelor uh, and pay me. I can be a great consultant. I could be a great consultant on the show. Let me let me fix some stuff for y'all. Let's get some queer people, y'all. I would love to see some bisexual people on the show. Like, let me get something. But you know what? I don't want to, if, you know, then it just plays into like, people can really mess that up. So I don't know. Maybe we should just be, be, never mind. That's maybe a bad idea. But anyway, like I said, guys, thank you for enjoying the episode. Um, if you stuck with me to the end, uh, clearly I was talking, but I was given education. So appreciate the education this time, y'all. Um, thanks guys. Have a great week. Uh-huh.